Hi everybody, this is Lori Weaver. Welcome to Compulsive Overeating Diary, day 37. It's now been 11 weeks, three days since I began this experiment where I talk about my thoughts and feelings about compulsive overeating rather than heading for the chips. And today, after we listen to our inspirational snippet by Josh Woodward's beautiful song, I'm Letting Go, I'm going to do some shout outs to you that have been participating in the various places that you can connect with Compulsive Overeating Diary. I'm going to give you my latest weight report and then talk a little bit about how we need to let go of clutter. But I'm letting go. Welcome back. I'm always inspired by Josh's song to think about what's in my life right now that's stopping me from achieving what would give me the most happy, integrated, enjoyable, meaningful life. And a little later on, I'm going to get to today's topic, which was inspired by a conversation that Cheryl and Sue and I have been having on day 36, all about housework and perfectionism and what that triggered for me. But first I want to give some shout outs. First, Abby, Abby, thank you so much. Abby took the time to go to iTunes and give me a five-star review. And she wrote about the show, which I appreciate, Abby. That's really cool. And for those of you that are actually on iTunes, if you'll take a moment and go do that too, that would be awesome because iTunes really ranks you according to how many subscribers you have, how many downloads of episodes you have, and a big, big deal is your five-star rankings or your reviews that you get from listeners. That helps you rise up the charts. So, for example, last week, Compulsive Overeating Diary was listed on the What's Hot list down at 250. Not surprising, because I don't really go out marketing Compulsive Overeating Diary. I'm just letting it kind of grow organically. After Abby's nice review, we rose up to 185. So a little bit of effort not only is appreciated by me, but also helps me get closer to the top of the list, which means that more users and listeners who might need this podcast can find me. So Abby, thanks so much. I also want to give a special shout out to Sue and Abby who have joined the Spark People team and have been active there along with myself and my co-leader Cheryl who's also very active on CompulsiveOvereatingDiary.com and we've been having a lot of good talks and chats and Spark People is a place where you can go, it's an app and it's a website and you can use it to count calories. That's what I use it for. I go there and count calories on the days that I'm tracking my food, but it's also a place filled with articles that are handy for support on motivation, on fitness. They have a nutritionist. They have just all kinds of things, all for free. Now, because it's free, you get a lot of pop-up ads or ads that get in your way sometimes. But one of the features of Spark People is you can set up a team. So Cheryl and I set up the Compulsive Overeating Diary support team there, and now we're up to eight members. And that is a little more informal than maybe some of the discussions that we've been having on CompulsiveOvereatingDiary.com. 
you could go there. We have gratitude thread. We have a rant thread, just kind of what's new daily. How's it going thread? And it's a little bit more in real time, I would say, than compulsiveovereatingdiary.com. So I know for some of you, counting calories may be a bad trigger. So let me be clear. You do not have to use the counting calorie mechanism of Spark People to join our team and just say hello in the forums and get a little bit extra support. And the link to the Spark People team will be on today's show notes, day 37, as well as on most of the show notes for the episodes. So I hope to see some more of you brave companions there. And I especially love Sue's screen name on Spark People because she is brave companion Sue. So I think that's pretty cool. Another brave companion I want to give a special shout out to is Sandy because I think she displayed exceptional bravery in her heartfelt message that she left for listener Gracie, the young lady who's recovering from anorexia, who wishes to be anonymous, and who asked for our support. And I think Sandy's message was really cool and a really brave thing to do. And because it's personal, I'm not going to read that message out here, but you're welcome to see that conversation and give Sandy your support if you go over to day 35. Now, I also wanted to give you this week's weight report. Ta-da! I'm excited to tell you that after 11 weeks, three days, I'm now down to 208.4. That is down 16.6 pounds from the time I began my podcast experiment. Some other milestones I like to mention is that means I've only got six and a half pounds to where I was last June when my husband retired and I started my creeping weight gain. And at that time, Mark and I rode around Lake Tahoe up some killer hills that lasted for nine miles straight and we did it. And I'm trying to get back to that weight, number one, and I'm almost halfway to 191, which is the weight where I felt fantastically wonderful when I rode around Hawaii. So I thought you guys might actually enjoy going on a virtual bike ride with me. And I've also been reaching out to Brand Compulsive Overeating Diary a little bit more. Because when I started this podcast, I wasn't sure if I was going to keep it up or if there'd be any response or if I would even have the guts to continue spilling my guts all over the place for, you know, the whole world to hear. But I found sense that I love connecting with you, brave companions, and talking about my thoughts and feelings really is helping me to maintain a forward momentum on this journey. Despite the stupid robot aliens, despite my trip-ups, despite my doubts, my perfectionism, and other things that might cause me to have a little bit of a backslide, throughout this journey, I've really felt, even with the slips, that I have been maintaining a forward momentum a great deal due to this podcast just because I'm telling my feelings out loud and because I'm communicating with you, real people on the other side of those earphones or car radio or however you're listening to Compulsive Overeating Diary. So because I intend to continue with Compulsive Overeating Diary for the near future at least and probably into the long-term future, at least that's how I feel today, I decided to make it its own YouTube channel instead of sharing it with Daily Adventure Tales. So you can find me on YouTube at youtube.com slash compulsiveovereating or you can go to the website compulsiveovereatingdiary.com and click on the YouTube symbol there at the top of the screen. Whether you're on your smartphone or on the computer, you can get to YouTube that way. 
And what I put on there was my first action camera video from last year when Mark and I were training to do the Lake Tahoe trip. Remember, we had to go up those darn nine miles straight hill? <laughs> so I used my action camera with my external mic and I did about a half hour bike ride from the Pasadena Rose Bowl up to Descanso Gardens. And in this long 30 minute video, you can fast forward to it. But I talk about retirement, life, my accident, bike tips. You get to hear me huffing and puffing up the hill from Pasadena, but it's kind of cool. So if you would actually like to go on a bike ride with me, go to YouTube and check that out. I'm also experimenting. I put episode one up there with just a couple of photos inside the video stream just to see if I could find any new brave companions through YouTube because I think if people go to YouTube and search for compulsive overeating, they might find the podcast. And since I've kind of playing around with making videos and things lately, I think I'm going to use this channel to kind of put some of my experiments when my experiments have to do with my getting over compulsive overeating or tips or cool places that I'm seeing when I'm talking to you. Well, I think that's it for all of my catch-ups. Let me look at my little book. Yep, that's it for catch-up. So stay tuned and I'll get right to today's topic, letting go of clutter. Last episode on day 36, Cheryl, Sue, and I got onto the topic in the comments section about housekeeping and perfectionism. And it struck us all, all three of us have this issue in common where it isn't our first priority of the day to jump out of bed and make our house become sparkling clean. All of us have struggled with having cleaning schedules and trying to stick with it. And we find ourselves becoming overwhelmed by what we need to do in our household chores. Now, I'm sure that this is probably a theme that might ring true for many of you. Now, there's two sides of compulsions, any kind of compulsions. One is where you're laser focused and you can't stand it when something's out of place. You know, like where you've got to have your pillow just so on the sofa and you've got to have the, the kitchen counter clean just the way you like it and that kind of thing, and everything on a place might make you have anxiety and make you feel like you're out of control, right? Because your environment is like eating. Eating is something that we control and kind of the root of many of the faces of our eating disorder. That's kind of the conclusion we've all been coming to as a community of Brave Companions, that all of us, however our eating disorders are showing up, whatever our issue with food is, it seems that it has a lot to do with control. Either we want to control something or we're controlling in such a way as to send a message to someone else who might be trying to control us. A lot about control has to do with feeling safe. When feeling out of control feels like jumping out of the airplane and the parachute isn't going to open, right? I know if I was going to jump out of the airplane, which I'm not, but if I were, I would probably make sure I had about 18 spare chutes, make sure that they were all tested <laughs> before I could ever dare jump out of the plane because I am of little faith when it comes to a lot of things. And I like to be in control. I have that perfectionistic control gene and I always used to think I'm just a lazy slob who didn't notice when the clutter was showing up 
who just was kind of blind to some of the dirt that might show up or I might notice it and then put it out of my mind because frankly it's a lot more fun to come to Descanso Garden like I am today and make a podcast than it is to go scrub the bathroom out. Now raise your hand. How many of you would rather go to the nice garden and walk around in the good weather and see the birds and the flowers and watch the little kids having fun playing and all of that rather than getting out the cleanser and scrubbing the heck out of the bathroom? Well, I actually have a friend who likes to clean. That's what she does. Instead of heading for the chips, she heads for the cleanser. She actually likes to clean. Sometimes I hate her. Well, not really, but you know what I mean. For her, it's actually fun. It's like going bike riding. Wow, I'm going to reorganize my cabinets today. I cannot relate to that. But I do know that this feeling of being overwhelmed is hard for me. And seeing clutter makes me feel overwhelmed. And what is my reaction to feeling overwhelmed? Heading for the chips, of course. Because <laughs> heading for the chips is my default for stuff I don't want to do. It's not just stuff I don't want to think about, it's stuff I don't want to do. And Cheryl and Sue made some really good points on day 36 about how you have to become satisfied with house cleaning by doing a little bit. If your house has gotten out of control, if you think, I need to clean this house from top to bottom and make everything be perfect and put it all in order or I'm not happy, That's too big of a darn job. That's just too much. That's like saying that I'm going to count my calories again and I must stick perfectly to every single menu. I must never cross the line. I must never have a piece of cake. And if I do, I'm a great big failure and I might as well give up and eat the whole thing. For some of us, we feel the same way with our household. We let stuff slide. We don't get to it today. We get distracted. Then when we wake up and notice, remember when I started this podcast, it's like I woke up six months later and said, where the hell did this 23 pounds come from? What happened? From June to November or whatever, it was like 23 pounds just like showed up on my body. Like I didn't pay any attention to how that last 23 pounds got here until my husband took the picture of my cat tiger on my back and I saw what I looked like and I realized, my God, this 23 pounds is here. Well, it's the same for me in the clutter monster stuff. It's like I get my house in order and I keep going pretty good, particularly with the public rooms, I do pretty good. But like my guest room right now, if you came over and dropped by for a cup of coffee or a cup of tea and said, hi, Lori, I'm here to visit you, I would welcome you into my kitchen. I would welcome you into my family room. I would welcome you there, but I would not let you open the door into my guest room because my guest bed right now is covered with audio equipment, clothes of all sizes, and I've been trying to figure out what size am I now, all kinds of stuff. And if you've got stuff piled all over a room, it's really, really hard to dust and vacuum it. And for me, I'm prone to kind of allergies and asthma-like things, and dust makes it so I can't breathe. So the parts of the house that I live in, like where my computer is, like where I edit this podcast, I am like a compulsive demon. I am vacuuming that area. I'm keeping the keyboard clean. I'm taking that piece where I live and I'm keeping it dust free because otherwise I can't breathe. But other parts of my house where it's more of a you know dash and grab, like into the guest room to get some clothes of a different size, 
I'm running in there. I say, oh my God, this is a cluttery mess. I need to do something about that. Takes me about three seconds to decide I'll do it later. Grab whatever it is I want, dash out the door, slam it shut, and take it from my mind. Now, does this have any relationship to the whole, oh my God, I ate a bunch of cake. I think I better watch what I eat. I think I'll do it Monday, right? Us compulsive types, if you got the compulsive computer brain chattering at you, you hit this kind of chore type loop or this thing you don't want to do like loop. And what does your compulsive brain do? It will distract you into something else. And if it's compulsive overeating is your thing, it will distract you. Oh, those chips look good. I wonder if there's any ice cream left. Let me think about dinner. Maybe I'll have some snacks. But the last thing my compulsive brain is going to tell me is, why don't we do a little bit of a clean out bit by bit until this job is done? How about we do a clean out 10 minutes a day? Or like my husband and me, now we're trying to burn all these thousands of CDs. I don't know where I got so many CDs. But there's no way we could, he and I both, sit there burning CDs all day and all night, and it wouldn't get done. And it's not fun to sit around burning CDs all day and all night. So what we did is we got a shoebox, and we fill up that shoebox full, and then we take turns burning the CDs. That's how we do it. It's probably going to take us a few weeks to be done burning the CDs. Which brings me to another thing. How come I have so much clutter is related to why do I have so much CDs? Okay, and I remember it's like when I first moved to California, low more than 20 years ago, 25 years ago, I got a CD player from a friend because prior to that, remember, I had records. I did not bring my albums with me. I gave all my albums away. So when I moved to California, I didn't have any music anymore. I only had the radio, and a friend sold me a turntable, no, my friend sold me a CD player stereo for really cheap, and I didn't have any CDs. So the first thing I did is I went out and I bought a few of my old favorites, like some Beatles and Pink Floyd and a little bit of classical music and some things that I like. And when I was at the the CD store, I still call it the record store, I got like some Enya. Okay, Enya was, uh, and still is, a New Age singer, an Irish singer, who kind of makes beautiful music. And I listened to this first album that I purchased called Watermark, and I loved it. So what did I do? I go right to that store, and I buy every Enya album that she ever made. Now, do I know whether or not I like every single Enya album? Come to find out, there's some I like better than others. But that's how I behaved. If I tried something and I liked it at all, I couldn't be satisfied with, yes, I like this one, I'm happy to enjoy it, I would go out and buy every one of that artist. And sometimes I would never even listen to them. I'm finding some CDs that I purchased that I didn't even listen to. (laughs) So one of the things that Mark and I are doing as we are burning all these CDs is we're evaluating, do we like this music? Does it deserve space on our computer? does it. Now a few CDs I'm going to have to keep because that's how I listen to music on in my car. My car is a 2005 red convertible. I love it, but it has a CD player. 
And that's how I listen to music on a long road trip is with a CD player. So, but I am going to make sure that I only, only keep those CDs that I just love to bits. It's kind of, remember I've talked to you about, I only eat food that I love. If I go to a social place, I only want to eat what I love. I don't want to eat the okay food and put extra calories on myself. That's just okay. Same with these CDs. I don't want to take up the room in my closet anymore for having 2,000 CDs that I might not even have listened to and have to shuffle them around and move them and clean them and dust them. I don't want to do it. So Mark and I are tackling this big task. And I tell you, it's so overwhelming. It does drive me to consider the robot alien route from time to time. But he and I are making progress. And the same thing with this cluttered up guest room. One of my problems is I have clothes that's small from long ago, like about 10 years ago is when I had my bikini photo. And you can see that on day 28. And when I was that size, I bought a wonderful dress from Ann Taylor, a designer here. I love this dress. And I'll probably, maybe, someday, be that size again, maybe. But if I am that size, this dress, even though I have wonderful memories of feeling great in it, is going to be extremely out of date. It's hard for me to let this dress go because I remember when I wore this dress, how wonderful I felt, how excited I was to be able to wear this designer, how great the people at work treated me when they saw me wearing this designer and all of these memories. But is it reasonable for me to hang on to this dress? Now, it's really easy for me to get rid of pairs of pants and jeans and old work outfits that I wore out of different sizes, even though maybe someday I could use them. I am cool with that. It's pretty easy. It's just a matter of making time to go through them and putting them in the donate bin or putting them actually into the trash if they're absolutely worn out and not worth donating. Okay, but there's some clothes like this designer dress that has a lot of memories for me. But I realize that those memories don't go away. So I'm going to be tough and I'm going to donate this dress because there's somebody in the world right now of that size who will be so happy to find this dress and wear it and have it for a very inexpensive price from the Goodwill or wherever else I might donate it. I have to trust that this is going to do better in the world. I'm going to do better in the world by giving up this dress and knowing that if I ever become this size again, I will be able to go to the store and buy myself a new dress and make new memories. So brave companions, I think the whole thing about housework and eating and overspending are kind of tied to the same thing. We want to feel filled up, we don't want to feel overwhelmed, and we want to have peace in our life. So for me, some of the clutter has to go, some of the housework has to become on a schedule that I feel I can live with so it's not so overwhelming. And I'm going to work with that. I'm going to try to do that because I want to have an integrated life where I feel peaceful 
and I have joy and I have connection with people, not with chips, not with too many things, where I have connection with people. So if you want to have a connection with me, please call my bravery hotline or use the SpeakPipe app to leave me a free voice message or comment on day 37 or come join Spark People or come comment on YouTube. Do reach out to me because it really makes a difference and I really, really love to hear from you. Till next time, take care, brave companions. I care. I'm a slave without a master, heading for disaster, kicking up the dust in the middle of the road. I've been waiting on a free ride, ticket to a seaside thicket on the edge of Puget Sound. And there I'll sit, I'll admit that I was only just a guest inside my skin.